What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another quick Friday episode of the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. Uh, in this episode, I want to be talking about something that I get asked uh, about pretty frequently, and that's uh, estimating rehab costs and trying to figure out what your renovation budget needs to be when underwriting um, you know, a property, a potential purchase, and what to expect um, your costs are going to be when you're renovating units or renovating a property in general. Um, so I want to share some some things that I've learned that's helped me um, as I've done more of these deals and and actually you know turned over apartments, renovated units, and uh, and you know I've also flipped some houses and I've used these uh, kind of rules of thumb when looking at a potential deal as well. Uh, and it's something that takes a lot of time, just in general, you know, to start being able to accurately uh, project what your rehab costs are going to be and, and what you need to budget for is something that takes time. It takes experience. Uh, and it just takes you know a lot of getting in the getting in the trenches, doing deals, and and actually seeing what things cost. Um, you know that said, there are a few things to keep in mind um, if you're really looking to get a handle on how to project what your costs are going to be or what you need to budget for renovations or capex when you're looking at deals. So uh, the first thing that I look at is per square footage pricing. Um, so this is something that you know really made it easier for me to just quickly underwrite deals and quickly look at what my rehab costs are going to be. So per square foot pricing really applies to painting and flooring are really where um, you know th- those are the two jobs where per, per square foot pricing is going to be used. So you know when you're looking at a thousand square foot you know three bed one bath apartment as an example, having just a quick dollar per square foot that you can apply to paint and flooring is really going to help you just, you know, back of the napkin, take a quick look at what your costs are going to be. Um, and this is, you know, obviously there's ranges for all of this and this differs from market to market and, um, all of this stuff is market dependent, you know, and that's another disclaimer at the top of the show here. Someone's costs in, you know, Boise, Idaho are going to be very different than what someone's spending in, Boston, Massachusetts, because uh, labor costs are different and the workforce, you know, is different and, and everything is different there. But just in general, it helps to have kind of a rough range. So, for example, in my market, if we're doing a paint and flooring, you know, kind of rehab, um, or if we're just painting and replacing the flooring, we're looking at five to six bucks a square foot to do that with the materials that we use. Um, and the way we arrive at this figure is one, from experience, but two, if you're looking to do it you know, upfront and you don't really have much of a reference point in terms of other deals you've done, um, you know, call some flooring companies and ask what they charge per square foot for the materials of the types of materials that you're going to use. So, you know, we use a luxury vinyl plank when, re- when we replace flooring uh, and we use, you know, bare paint products typically on the walls and, you know, semi-gloss on the trim. So we know what our material cost is and then we just ask around um, and, and, and we just basically see what installers are charging for labor. And you speak with enough you know, companies. I mean, maybe you should start with three, right? You know, call uh, some local flooring companies, see what they charge for materials and labor. You know, call some more national companies and then call some general contractors. Get an idea of what ranges people are going to charge um, on a square footage basis. And that's just going to help you understand what your costs are going to be. And, and those are really the big, that's the biggest thing that um, is, or that's the biggest kind of component of a value-add business plan is paint and flooring in the units typically, um, because those are usually what, what drive the most value and, and allow you to raise rents the most. Um, so get down to per square footage pricing on your units. That's going to help a lot. 
and then obviously per unit pricing helps a lot too. So, so this is more variable because you know, per unit pricing is going to differ in every market. It's going to differ in every asset class. You know, A, B, C, D are all going to be different per unit. Um, you know, just uh, the, the pricing is just going to be different because the, the materials are different. You know, you're going to put a different kitchen in a A-class rental versus a C-class rental. So, you know, there's significantly more variability there. But try and understand what is common in your market and then, you know, extrapolate that and use that in your renovation budgeting. So, you have your per square foot price and it's gonna get you your paint and flooring. Typically understand what you're spending on appliances and what type of cabinet you're gonna use if you're doing a full on um, you know, kitchen upgrade. And then you can start to develop a range. You know, Two bed, one bath apartments in my market typically have this many upper cabinets, this many lower cabinets, this many linear foot of, of counter space, excuse me. And this is typically what someone's gonna charge me to replace a kitchen. So start to work on those numbers and ask around for quotes um, you know, early before you're actually getting into a project. And that's gonna help you develop your per unit pricing, uh, which makes it a lot easier to go and you know, just look at a deal and quickly apply a per unit price. And, and then you're gonna start to see um, really what your renovation budget's gonna be. Uh, where it gets trickier is the exterior renovations um, because those are significantly harder to just look at and quote because there's more moving parts and those jobs are significantly bigger. So you're gonna get some you know, varying ranges from contractors on, for example, a roof replacement or you know, window replacements or uh, siding replacement. But this is, again, something that you can start to ask around and get quotes for. For example, roof replacements, you know, it's dependent on the material, it's dependent on the time of year that it's, the work's being done, um, and it's also really dependent on you know, other things like the pitch, you know, how many layers, if it's like an asphalt roof, um, you know, does there need to be any soffit work or any flashing work? And there's a lot of add-ons on a roofing job, for example, that, that get included in the price. So get some quotes on a deal um, that you either have, you know, a property that you own where you might think about replacing the roof and start to use those as a frame of reference for other properties. Um, and feel free to have a completely open and honest conversation with whoever's giving you the quote about how they're arriving at their figures. And you can do this for windows, you can do this for you know roofs, you could do this for uh, you know driveways. You know, start to get like a linear foot price if you want to pave a driveway, or 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 you're gonna just do a skim coat on a parking lot or something like that. You know, people will tell your contractors will typically tell you how they're arriving at their prices, and then use that formula when you're looking at deals. So, if you're looking at an asphalt shingle roof on a building with a footprint of let's say two thousand square feet. Um, and it's got a moderate pitch and you need one, you know, two layers of asphalt shingles, you can probably get really down uh, in terms of, you know, the squares, uh, the, you know, because obviously roofing jobs are quoted uh, differently between contractors, but a common way a, a roofer quotes a job is by square. So figure out how many squares there are maybe per square foot on a building footprint, and then you can start to use that to really dial in your estimates in the future. Um, and, and this is where obviously experience really helps here, but but that's gonna help you initially so that you at least get a range, you know, so you can get it down to, you know, is this an $8,000 roof job or a $15,000 roof job? You know, because those are two completely different things. Or is this 40 grand or 80 grand, right? Because it's hard to know unless you've done it or unless you've actually, you know, had a contractor walk you through how they quote those jobs. Um, and then there's just some best practices across the board, right? 
try and keep your materials the same in every job that you do or in every unit that you're renovating within a building or just across the board because the same materials, using the same materials, I should say, are going to make it a lot easier to actually understand what your rehab costs are going to be and to project those figures. Um, I see a lot of people, you know, they use one type of flooring in one unit and another type of flooring in another unit. And they use, you know, the, the white contractor grade kitchen cabinets from Home Depot in one kitchen. But then they found that Ikea has, you know, good pricing on their cabinets. So then they went and bought Ikea cabinets. And the, the, the cost per job varies and, it's, and it starts to, you know, not become a known figure. Whereas just figuring out what materials are necessary in your market and just using them in everything, you know, that's going to be a lot better than trying to, to do something new in every deal. So, you know, that's just an overall uh, tidbit, I guess. And it, and it applies to the same, applies the same with exterior renovations too. You know, use the same type of siding, use the same type of um, asphalt shingle, you know, shingling on your roof or the same type of rubber if you have a rubber roof. Uh, you know, use the same window provider on your windows. Um, so, you know, that applies kind of across the board and I think that that really helps simplify that process. Uh, and then the other thing is understand what types of buildings you're buying um, and where the where the kind of variables come in the types of buildings that you're buying. So, you know, in the Northeast, if you're buying 19, you know, turn of the century, early 1900s built uh, small multifamily properties on granite and stone foundations with kind of older electrical and typically older copper or cast iron plumbing understand where those issues uh, or, or, you know, just understand what typically causes problems within these old buildings and, you know, walk a contractor through and tell them what he typically sees as problems on, on older properties. You know, for example, those old properties, like I mentioned, you typically run into a lot of uh, issues with insulation in basements. You run into issues with cast iron plumbing that, you know, it's, it's, it's costly to repair. Um, it can be costly to replace. And, you know, it's, it's different than if you're in a newer market where maybe you have more PVC or PEX type plumbing, or maybe it's just a newer property that has, you know, newer systems, you know, newer electrical, newer plumbing. So understanding where the common issues are going to be is, again, something that takes experience. But these are conversations you should have with contractors, with other investors, um, you know, really with anyone who's in the business so that you can better, you know, project uh, what your costs are going to be. Um, and once you get really good at this and you start looking at properties in the same market that are relatively similar size, that are in a similar condition, you can get a lot of this down to even a per square foot um, or really an accurate price per unit. And that's, and that's really the goal is to get everything down to a per square foot price um, because that just saves time. It allows you to quickly analyze deals, just look at purchase price, look at your projected renovations and do that on a per square foot basis. And then look at what your actual ARV is gonna be. And it's, it's gonna save you so much time when you're underwriting deals. So for example, like in our market, we know that if we're replacing the kitchen and bath um, and we're doing paint and flooring and fixtures in a 900 square foot two bedroom apartment, like we have that number down on a per square footage basis, like, you know, pretty, pretty accurately. Um, and that's typically going to run us 20 to 25 bucks a foot, depending on work that's kind of behind the walls. You know, if you're taking out the tub surround and you got to do some drywall work because it was leaking for 10 years and the wall behind it is shit, you know, that's, you're going to have to do some more work there, but we can pretty adequate, you know, accurately estimate those costs, um, with a range like that. And some markets that might be expensive to do that work, really expensive. Some markets that might be really cheap, 
but you know, in, in a C plus B minus class area, if we're doing cabinets, counters, fixtures, appliances, paint, flooring, you know, we're doing some work in the bathroom, we're typically going to be at 20, 25 bucks a foot for a rental grade renovation. Um, and it's really easy to just look at a deal and to just, you know, uh, to, to, to just quickly underwrite it and analyze it, knowing that that's what our cost is going to be. So main takeaways here, get to a per square foot price. It's going to save you a ton of time when you're putting together your projections. Um, per unit pricing is, is second best and it's really going to help, um, you know, again, it's really going to help you on the front end when you're underwriting deals. And the highest, the, you know, the highest level comment that I can make is speak with a lot of the contractors that are doing the work and understand how they price their jobs so that you can pretend to be a contractor when you're going out and looking at properties and price the job the same way they're pricing it. Um, it's not rocket science. You know, these, these guys are, they have the, you know, their standardized processes when they're out there, you know, bidding on this stuff. So just figure out what it is and reverse engineer it into, into your own projections, your own underwriting. Um, and lean on other people, ask around, you know, you, if you don't, if you haven't done a specific job and you're not sure where the, you know, the quote should come in and you're kind of in the dark, you know, you've never done a roofing job on, on a, on a property that's got a rubber roof and you're getting kind of quotes that are all over the place. You're not really sure what it should cost, you know, get out there, network, find some other investors that you can bounce the numbers off of and see what they think. And, uh, and that's going to really help you come up with, you know, what those costs should be and, and, and what they need to be. So hopefully you guys found some value in this. Um, hopefully this helps you when you're going out and, and looking at deals and, and trying to underwrite and figure out what your costs are going to be. Um, if this was helpful and you haven't already left a, uh, a rating and a review for the podcast, uh, please do so. It's, it's really helpful. And uh, if you want a free copy of my ebook, uh, leave a rating and a review and screenshot it and send it to multifamilywealth at gmail.com and I'll shoot a copy right over to you. But thanks again. See you guys on Tuesday and uh, look forward to chatting with you again next Friday. <clears throat>